welcome to the TV Kids Festival. I'm Anna Karugati, Editor-at-Large at TV Kids. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ed Galton, the CEO of Cake. Hi, Ed. Thank you so much for joining me. No problem, Anna. Always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. Likewise. So there have been numerous challenges in the kids' business in the past year. How do you view the landscape? You know, look, first of all, I would say you're you're asking the the hardest question first, um, or certainly the one that probably people are most interested in. Um, The landscape has been very challenging, uh, not only for, you know, the kids industry, but for the entire entertainment industry. Uh, But I feel like the kids industry is sort of feeling it more so than other uh, genre, uh, certainly in in the audiovisual space. Um, a lot of that has to do with, I think, the market constricting, um, the uh, the wars between the big um, uh, VOD services seems to be streamers seem to have sort of come to an end. Um, Netflix and, and the likes of Netflix are, are understanding better what their audience is looking for. So they're becoming more narrowly focused, which means um, when they were once open to looking at all different types of, you know, kids content, they're zeroing on, on, on fewer, uh, bigger brands. So that's a challenge for all of us independents that are out there trying to, to get new shows away. Uh, the advertising market is, is become very difficult. Um, and like it or not, although we say we're not in a recession, it seems as if we are. Um, so I think all of those challenges combined make it very difficult. Uh, and also the fact that, you know, the nature of how kids are consuming content has shifted quite dramatically. Um, kids are not necessarily watching linear television anymore. They're not necessarily watching any sort of content anymore, or at least in the same way that they used to. Uh, they're playing and living on, on you know, game platforms a lot more than they had in the past. Um, they're snacking on content and not necessarily, you know, sitting down and watching a whole bunch of content on their own. What we're seeing now is that kids are, when they do do that, it's probably more in the family space with their parents. And so a lot of the the broadcast partners are responding saying we need content that's gonna work for sort of co-viewing. So those are some of the challenges that we're, that we're experiencing. Yeah. It is, but Cake um, continues to produce and continues to produce great stuff. So going on a more positive view of the market, what opportunities are you seeing there for Cake? Well, sure. Look, I think, you know, first of all, we've been around for a long time. Um, And so we've had experience down markets in the past. Um, I feel like we're small enough and nimble enough um, that we can withstand Um, the down cycle because we're not laden with debt and we're not, um, you know, we're not employing hundreds of animators that we're working with. So we don't need to keep a studio going. Um, The opportunities that we see in the marketplace is we know we still have a strong distribution business. um, And, you know, generally what happens is when content's not getting produced, there's still a need uh, to, to um, you know, fill platforms with content. So that's where the distribution business becomes handy. So finished content, uh, library content becomes more important. Um, and we use that as an opportunity to sort of wait until the market gets a little bit better and then we can bring content that's new and content that needs to be produced. So that's where we see opportunities for us. Um, but I also think that, you know, we, choose our content pretty, you know, our projects pretty well. And the ones that we are um, 
finding success with are 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 shows that people want to see come to life. So, uh, you know, we we do see opportunities in small pockets here and there. So correct me if I'm wrong, but Cake has been offering shows that are based on existing IP and also on original ideas. Yes. Uh, what have Let's start with existing IP first. What have been your strategies for launching um, a show with existing IP, which I hear, given everything you explained, is a little easier in today's market? Yeah, look, I think in, in tougher times, um, broadcast partners want to make sure that they have surefire wins. And so they believe that is with known IP because there's a level of comfort there, not only for the executives making the choices, but they feel like the people on the other side of the screen are comfortable with the contents that's there because they they know it, they're familiar with it. And so they'll go either, you know, watch it or click on it um, or, or do whatever they need to do in order to view that content. Um, so I think that's the easy win. Uh, certainly we feel like there are some big brands that we want to be aligned with. Uh, we've always had a relationship with Rovio and with the Angry Birds franchise. Uh, we continue to have that relationship. So that's been very fruitful for us. We'd like to see some more Angry Birds, you know, television content be made and come to life. And so we're working on trying to figure that out. Uh, we're, we've been working since 2007 on the Total Drama franchise. Uh, you know, we've helped to produce eight series of total, the Total Drama franchise plus Total Drama Rama, which is another three se se seasons there. Um, and some, you know, uh, small films as well to go along with that. Um, that's been a real interesting business for us. We continue to see that as um, uh, a known IP that we'll continue to sort of invest time and energy and making sure that that lasts for several years to come. Um, so those are just two examples of known IP. Um, we're also out in the marketplace talking to other partners of finding other known IP or helping other shows come to life. Um, we will be making some announcements in the next couple of weeks on on some known IP that we're helping to uh, bring back to life, but that that we can't talk about yet. Okay, um, but there are so many brilliant creators out there. Um, as I said, you also do launch shows or have shows that are based on new ideas, original ideas. Would you give some examples of how you are working with those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I would say that... Um, Traditionally, we've always liked challenges and challenges come from uh, ideas that no one's ever heard of before. But, you know, if we fall in love with an idea, we want to champion those ideas and we want to work hard to bring them to life. And I think, you know, good ideas come from all different places, from all parts of the world. Uh, and so it's our job to find those ideas and help them come to life. And that's where we really get excited about. Those are the those are the projects that we probably embrace and love more than anything else because it's they're brand new and they're fresh to the world. Um, great examples of that, you know, when we worked on Pablo, um, the series uh, that we've been working on uh, for, for several years now with Paper Owl Films, um, that's a project that uh, we've done two seasons of already and we're, we're very close to green lighting the, the, the new iteration of that called P Pablo Boy Meets School, um, which will be uh, you know, taking out hopefully in green lighting in the next couple of months. So those are that's just one example. Um, uh, Kiri and Lou is another show that we um, fell in love with that was brought to us from a, a producer in, in, in New Zealand. And we saw the potential of, of a show like that. So we helped um, pull the finance together on that series. And, and that's an original IP as well. Um, 
you know, really most of the shows that we've had great success with, including shows like Total Drama Island, were original IP that no one had ever seen before. Um, so if we can continue to champion those ideas, we will do. Excellent. So would you give some examples of how you've been building and maintaining brands in today's market? Well, I, I think it's it's making sure that we find the right platforms and broadcast partners to work with that really uh, help champion the show. I mean, ultimately, we can do so much on our side, but then it's really what, um, you know, our broadcast partners could do with those projects and how they help them, um, you know, sustain a life uh, with their audience. Um, we can give them uh, as much ammunition as possible to help them succeed. And that's generally in delivering a really, you know, good show that has great storytelling and good characters and all that stuff. But ultimately, um, we have to figure out a way to connect with the audience. Uh, so we're we're obviously always working with the broadcast partners to help them do that. But then we're also finding out in sort of this new world where um, you can share more is putting the shows on multiple platforms. And that seems to allow known IP to have greater success. Um, a great example of that is um, when we sold Lucas the Spider to uh, Warner Media um, when we were able to share those rights, not only with Cartoon Network and HBO Max, but we had the, the opportunity to also uh, put it on Netflix. Uh, we noticed that the moment it went on Netflix, the, the, the viewing figures went up on HBO Max. So I think, you know, we can also help brands by placing content on multiple platforms. And, and there is more of a willingness to share rights or to request non-exclusive rights, right? I was going to ask you about that. That obviously helps your distribution business. Yeah, it's, well, it does. So look, I think, you know, there's a give and take on everything, right? Yeah. I've been an advocate of non-exclusive rights for as long as I've been doing this. And I think, especially in the kids' business, um, the need for content to be everywhere is really important. I think where... Um, the market is a little bit different now is that we're finally seeing a willingness to share more than ever before. Part of that has to do with the economics. Um, platforms are saying, well, if we have to, if we can pay less, but we can share windows, then that's, that's a win for us. Uh, and it's a win for you. Is it a win for us? Economically speaking, maybe a little bit, maybe not, you know, that's still yet to be determined, but if the, the show that we're putting on the platforms can be more successful as a result, then that's the win. Um, I think that uh, we're seeing more of that happen now in the economic downturn than we had in the past, but I also are starting to see, I think people are starting to see the data and the data supports that they don't really have a degradation of audience by you know, having these non-exclusive uh, rights work with, with particular brands. Right. Are there shows in Cake's pipeline that you can talk about? Shows in our pipeline that we can talk about? Well, um, we are working on a number of shows um, in development. I think counting now, the development team are working on 19 different shows and different life cycles. Some we're taking out to market and we're currently pitching. Others um, are in production. We're in production on Nickel and Jay that we're doing with uh, King Banana uh, and Paper Owl Films for CBBs. So that's a project that we'll be taking out probably around MIPCOM, a preschool series that we're excited about. Um, 
we're probably, well, as I mentioned earlier, we're working on um, finalizing the finance for the new uh, iteration of Pablo. Um, so that we'll be announcing in, in a couple of weeks time, hopefully, and start production later, uh, early this summer uh, that we'll take to market next year. Um, we are working with MGA Entertainment on a project called Armor Swords that we announced earlier, um, or sorry, late last year, which is a hybrid live action and animated series that we're really excited about. Um, it's sort of the the next iteration or the next coming of you know how successful um, Power Rangers was back in the '90s. We see this sort of as you know the the, the latest example of something like that. So um, we'll be talking to people. Uh, in the coming weeks on that one as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, there's there's a number of projects that we're working on and we'll continue to sort of try and bring new shows to market as much as we're able to. Um, and some of the conversations, whilst they've been challenging, um, we're starting to see movement in the marketplace. So hopefully uh, by, you know, in six months from now, we can announce that we'll be in production on a multitude of shows, which in this market is is not easy, but I think achievable. Great. Are you seeing opportunities in AVOD or fast or gaming? I think it's early. Uh, I know everyone's excited about being in the fast channel space. I think it's, I think if you talk to people in sort of the, in other genre, they're seeing a, a better return. Again, I think the advertising market hasn't matured enough yet. Um, and that, you know, whilst there's going to be opportunities and I'm a big believer in the AVOD space, I don't think it's really, you know, provided the type of return that we would hope so far. Um, I certainly wouldn't want my business model to be reliant on AVOD revenues. Um, but I think moving down the line, it, once it matures, it'll be an interesting business. The gaming space, we're looking more at. Um, we understand the power of Roblox and, and what's going on there. We're trying to figure out how our content can live on that platform. But I think, again, the challenge is, is how do you monetize that? Yeah. Um, how do we turn that into a meaningful business? Um, there's some conversations that we're having in that space too, but um, you know, they're still in their somewhat infant stage. Right. And how has Cake been embracing diversity, both in its storylines and through the talent it works with? Well, I, I would say that's an area that I think we've been pretty strong in for, you know, some time now. Um, we've worked on shows like Pablo, um, which, you know, we fell in love with. And if you don't know anything about Pablo, it features um, a, a boy who uh, has autism. Um, and as part of that production process, all of the voice talent, all of the writers, uh, you know, ha had some sort of, um, you know, were somewhere on the spectrum of autism. And, um, you know, we feel strongly about promoting shows like that and seeing those come to life. So that's that's been really, uh, you know, a, a really amazing experience to be part of. Um, Nickel and Jay um, is a, a project that we're working on about uh, South Asian and, and British culture sort of combining under one household. Um, and that's something that we'll be taking out to market later on um, next year. Um, um, Super Team 4 that we worked on uh, with Triggerfish and Netflix. Um, that's about four uh, female teenage African superheroes. 
uh, again, a project that, you know, we fell in love with and one that, you know, we feel really strong about uh, uh, and, and certainly not something that, um, you know, Netflix had had ever, you know, gotten involved with in the past. So that was sort of the first of its kind. Um, so these are some of the shows that were that we've been involved with in the past and we'll continue to look for shows like that, that, you know, really sort of even in front of the camera, sort of as, as characters, but also the people that worked on those shows, um, you know, have um, a, a very sort of broad spectrum of, of uh, diverse uh, backgrounds. Because certainly children have the right uh, to Absolutely. see, to have to see themselves depicted. or 100%. Members. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, it's worth mentioning uh, Super Sema, the world's first to launch African animated kid series uh, superhero franchise, um, led by an all-female studio, Kakuya. Um, that's a, that's a project that we feel you know really excited about and uh, proud that we're able to uh, represent the series for international distribution. Thank you so much for your time. As always, insightful. Uh, full of information. And let's hope that the challenges um, get further and further behind the rear view mirror <laughs> as we I look. I hope so. I think, we'll, I think, I think it will. And, and thanks so much for having me. Great to see you. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye, Bye now.